Welcome, friends. It's episode five of Old Men on the Mountain, the podcast where we have young people telling stories that they'll one day probably tell their kids, even if their kids might be 20 or something at that point, because maybe the story was vulgar or involving drugs and alcohol. I don't think that's allowed this week. Well, no, I don't think so, but but maybe. Um, anyway, I'm Jim Hall. I'm with Craig Massey. Yep, I'm Jim's friend, Craig. And we have... A very special guest, Mr. John Wiener. Hey, guys. Yay. Hey, John. Thanks, thanks for having me. It's lovely to have you here. Um, one thing me and John have been working on, it's a little plug, I guess, is uh, Reventions. Yes, uh, we we kind of have a, a bit of a business, J&Js, and we do a lot of different creative things that you can find at heydontmentionit.biz. Yes. What a wonderful a, website. Very hilarious. Thank you. We have the non-threatening I mean compliments. Non-threatening compliments are there. We will soon have our business unmentionables on the oh, site. Oh, yes. But uh, we've been currently working a lot on our reventions, which is, uh, you know, it's things that you that are already invented, but we think that they could be better. Yeah. The, uh, the, like the first one was graisins or Gra- grape raisins. Yes, yes. Graisins are grape raisins, much like craisins are cranberry raisins. Yes. Genius. See, yeah. yeah, we we wondered how do we take these grapes and preserve them and still keep the flavor. Right. Well, you dry them out. Well, what we ask with J and J's reventions is, uh, how do you improve something? You make it better. You make it better. Yeah, that's a good slogan. It's the only yeah. way to improve something. It's Coming soon, better. the climax. Which is, uh, it's it's like a ladder, but better. But better. Yeah. It's a it's a runged height improver. Indeed it is. What was the thing? The rug, like height extender or improver? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ru- yeah. We're working out all the kinks. Oh, okay. Runked okay. height improver. The climax. The climax. Yeah. <laughs> Big M. Wow. You guys, right. you guys are geniuses yeah. or useless. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm actually thinking of putting a new edition because we have a blog at blog blog.heydontmentionit.biz where uh, I will give a daily, perhaps daily, I'll try to do a daily text message, which I was thinking about this today and uh, a friend of mine suggested it because I had shared some hilarious text messages that I've received with her. And uh, this morning at six o'clock in the morning, my brother Scott of Scott's Pizza Tours, a New York City uh, pizza uh, yes. tour, uh, which is excellent. Uh, he, I guess he doesn't realize that I have the sound on on my phone and when I get a text message, it's loud and I wake up yep. when he texts me at six o'clock in the morning. But it's worth it when he texts me things such as, me and you were feeding a dolphin some corn muffins until the phone rang and woke me up. <laughs> so I'm thinking of, <laughs> of adding that to the, the Hey Don't Mention It Your dreams? My, the dreams that people share with me. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. All right. That, that's what he texted me that woke me up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Um, yeah. Like a but he's thinking style. about you. That's nice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and a dolphin and corn muffins. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds I'm make sure awesome. that I don't find too atypical, I think. Delightful. Indeed. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to get woken up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm happy to know that it's because of something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Feeding corn muffins to a dolphin. Yeah. That's fantastic. I didn't know they could eat corn muffins. <laughs> I didn't think they could. Yeah. I thought they liked fish. No, I think they can. I think they prefer fish. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I and... prefer pizza. Oh, and <laughs> you can go on choice. Then you can go on Scott's Pizza Tour. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Wow, hey. I don't like either. Well, <laughs> you're just being difficult. Mm-hmm. Purposefully. Well, let's take a little break and then let's get to the stories. Yeah, stories. Yeah. Stories.
and we are back from our extremely long break. Um, and I am so happy to introduce John yet again, but this time he's going to be telling us a story. And boy, do I have a story for you guys <laughs> okay. and you mm. listeners at home or on your way to somewhere on your iPods. Anyway. Um, or their Zooms. Or their Zooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to exclude the <laughs> Microsoft fans out there. <laughs> um, so this is a story that is actually several stories wrapped into one. It is about the craziest day of my life. A mystery wrap, wrapped in an, an enigma? It's wrapped. It's it's about five mysteries wrapped in it. Whoa, yeah. cool! Uh, this this takes place uh, in July of two thousand seven. This is about a, a month and a half after I moved to LA. I was fresh off the boat. I I came by boat. Yeah, I came from Philadelphia, and then I took it all the way around. Wow, you are you are regular Henry Hudson, <laughs> indeed. Except yeah. you actually found the way across. I, I, well, I was just a passenger on the boat. I wasn't uh, the captain. Oh, did you get skip. scurvy? I did get scurvy. Oh, gotta eat your fruit. It's all taken care of now. So nice. anyway, it's July of two thousand and seven, and I, uh, I came to L.A. of course to work in entertainment, and I figured that I'd probably have to start over again because I was working in reality TV in Philadelphia and in New York, and I was like, maybe this would be a good way to start fresh and open up my my options. And I managed to get a job interview at the Academy of Mo- Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Oscars and all that mm-hmm. nonsense. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is this is actually really cool. I don't care what the job is. It turned out it was for a mailroom supervisor position. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Okay, well, you know, that's not starting level, supervising. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was like, oh, this would be great. I mean, everyone starts in the mailroom, right? You know, you can work <laughs> oh, your way up. God, and, I remember those days. Yeah, and it's like... The uh, Academy, it's so cool. Like, I got there and I saw one of Billy Wilder's Academy Awards. I think it was from The Apartment. And I um, saw it and I was like, wow, this is cool. You know, this is going to be great. And I, you know, I look I look all nice and dapper in my interview clothes and everything. And the interview was awful. It was just pretty much them trying to sell the job to me by oh, the end. Yeah, where it was... Uh, the the turning point is when I found out that the person who was leaving the job that I would be taking over for was murdered on the job. Was there for eighty some odd years, oh, God, <laughs> and wow. it's like I if I get, if I start this job, I'm never leaving it ever. You get that security so he was technically murdered. <laughs> he was murdered by the job. Oh, we're died along doing right. what he loves. Yeah, yeah actually, <laughs> eighty <laughs> years may, might have been an exaggeration, mm-hmm. but still, he was there for a very long time. That's that's a pretty. Yeah. Uh, that's not a very nice ceiling for improving. Right. The guy you're replacing just never. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it was, well, he was he was a monkey. Oh, okay, right. But he I'm was assuming quite he was a monkey. The monkey. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, he's got a work ethic. Yeah, he used work tr- ethic of a gorilla. Right. That could read and distribute mail. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So um, I left that interview in my dapper interview clothes, feeling a little down. I was like, you know. The first interview didn't go so well. Hmm. So maybe, hopefully the next one will be better. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. But then I get a call from my friend, Mikey, who is a female. Her name is Mikey. Her name is Michaelia Carroll. She's actually an actress. Uh-huh. Uh, she, no shit. She appeared... Out here. <laughs> well, actually, she's from Philadelphia. She appeared in the movie Unbreakable. Oh. She was... Uh, there's a small babysitter role that she was part of. Oh. I had that Watch DVD Unbreakable. and it was stolen. Oh, that's... An so I'm not going to be able to see your friend in the well, movie. Sorry. Netflix it. Yeah. But anyway... I think it's on streaming, actually, now. Well, you know what is on streaming <laughs> okay. is another movie that Mikey was in called Slaughter Party. 
So if you have Netflix, you can watch that for free. Cool. Uh, which is actually a great way to get into this part of my wonderful story about when Mikey called me and invited me to a pool party in West Hollywood with with some of her crazy Hollywood friends. And a, a nice turn for you the know, day, uh, Yeah, I was like, oh, a pool party might cheer me up. Yeah, I'm in my yeah. dapper work interview clothes. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> You know, you, know you look what? good, especially for a pool party. Right. You're going to wear a tie to a pool party. Indeed. So I was like, you know what? Let's go with it. This is going to be fun. It's random. I'm kind of feeling a little down. I can use a little pool party. So I get there, and I meet some of her friends, who are all very nice. And uh, one of them was like, oh, it's so great to meet you. Um, just so you know, it's really only a few of us. Uh, and everyone's here except for our friend Ron. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And she was like, it's Ron Jeremy. Whoa! Yeah, so in my mind I'm thinking, Whoa. okay, this is how I meet Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. It's bound to happen at some point. It may as well happen right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we go up we go upstairs and the pool is on the roof. So we're hanging out up there. It's a beautiful day, and you know, just lounging around, having a few drinks. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. And then uh, one of the girls gets a call, and it's Ron Jeremy, and he has arrived. So. Uh, Mikey went down, goes downstairs to let him in, and we don't see her for a while, or don't hear from her for, you know, a good 15 minutes, and we're starting mm. to get really worried, and eventually she comes up, and she's all frazzled, and behind her is Ron Jeremy with a stupid grin on his face, and it turns out that he kind of cornered her in the laundry room and gave her a little fondling. Oh, wow. Uh, the two of them, uh, yeah, she was a little drunk, and Are we gonna have to blank out her name? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway, so Just looking out for you. She was she was saying, Michael you know, Mikey. it's fine, it's fine. And he was actually in Slaughter Party, which oh. is potentially how they know each other. I would have to guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Who wasn't in Slaughter Party? I mean, seriously. This is, this is true. That's a very good point. So uh Ron Jeremy is up here joining us at the pool party and he decides that he wants to share with us some of his own brand of beef jerky. So like, he pulls out a bag with a cartoon of himself on it, and it's beef jerky. And uh, yeah, he sells. Does this seem like a legit product, or do you <laughs> it seemed like a like totally in legit Studio City apartment. No, this seems wow. completely legit. It. I mean, I'm sure it's not like Ted Nugent style, where like he goes out and shoots these animals and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Right. So he uh, he's distributing some beef jerky, and then. He gives us a pack of his own brand of rolling papers, which is regular rolling papers, except for they have little doodles of male and female genitalia and boobies on them. Oh, that's fantastic. Right. So, So, uh, you know, we're we're having a nice little time at the the pool party and there's just a a handful of us and uh, the the ladies were all kind of curious to, to see Ron Jeremy's dong. So did he oblige? That's a nice he definitely way to put did. It. He was wearing sweatpants. He was ready for it. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's always wearing sweatpants. He was. I mean, that day he was wearing sweatpants. I also heard he smells funny too. Is that true? I didn't did smell you him. That? I didn't I mean, smell him. We didn't have much of an interaction. He. We didn't really go close to each other. I was kind of off to the side while he was showing his dong to the ladies. Yeah, and uh, he did call me a handsome gentleman, which was oh, that's a, nice. Quite the compliment coming from. Well, he is a classy Somebody guy. of his stature. Exactly. <laughs> such, a, such an ugly man. <laughs> such an awful looking human. Right, so so Ron Jeremy spends about an hour or two with us, and we're just hanging out, and it's fun, you know, it's a pool party. So eventually he tells us, I should probably get going, 
a friend of mine's waiting in the car for me. What? <laughs> so I happen to <laughs> I happen to get a glimpse of what he meant. So he goes outside to his 1997, we'll say Saturn, which is not in such great shape. And there is Nor a is the company as a whole. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. And uh, he this girl was sitting in the car. The entire the time. time, the entire time, because he was worried about getting a ticket. What? Man, talk about like having no. That is like the moochiest thing I, I know. Ever this, heard. Perception of reality. This guy is another like interactions top, with other humans. Top class. This guy is. Wow. This guy is brilliant. So Ron Jeremy leaves, and we're all just like, "Whoa, that guy is a bit much." Okay, that's done. That's over. I'm thinking, all right, that's how I met Ron Jeremy, and then we're we're enjoying his. Rolling papers. You can use your imagination. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using those. And then we... One of the girls that's there tells me tells us that she has to deliver some marijuana to her... Oh, that's illegal. She has... I know. She has oh. to deliver some marijuana to her boss, oh, who is oh. staying at a hotel Not in the Sunset Strip. Only in the, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes that it legal. Okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel better about it. Oh, no, no. It's perfectly legit. It's for her boss. Okay. Yeah. President Barack Obama. Oh. No, I'm kidding. That's oh. a total. No, he was no, president no, no, no. back then. He was in uh, on the Sunset Strip. Oh no, yeah. He was. He was just a guy. Anyway, so this girl, she was the assistant to a man by the name of David Hans Schmidt. His name might not mean anything to you, but if I explain to you what his profession is, you will say, "Oh, really? He's in, he's responsible." Right. Right. David Hans Schmidt is the person that distributed all of those famous celebrity sex tapes that you and I have grown to love. Oh, such like as One Night in Paris? The exactly. Canada. All of those. He is the person that like brokered the deals, pretty much. Wow. He okay. is, he is, I think, his now, nickname... Did he, did he do Nick Nolte's sex tape? Oh, I've already referenced Nick Nolte in an earlier podcast. Damn, I should have think of it. I should have th- thought of a new actor. Sorry. Sorry, Craig. Do you, to, do you want to take that one Fuck. over again? No, I th- we'll just edit it out. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Stupid. Idiot. What, what Stupid. Should have said John, John Belushi, maybe? A John Belushi? That's, I don't know. Yeah, that's a little morbid. Too soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, John Candy, Jim Belushi. Then. John Candy, then. John Candy. Uh, what? Chris Farley? Uh, what? How? Uh, can, can you possibly say someone who's alive that we don't love? Um, Ever actually being President really- Barack Obama. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nailed yes. it. So yes, David Hunt-Schmidt did broker that deal. Cool. But so uh, we we go to this. We, it was at the the Best Western on along the Sunset Strip, uh, and we are going there to deliver him some marijuana. Marijuana. So we go to his room. He opens up the door, and he's not he's not terribly out of shape, but he's not wearing a shirt. And acting as if he has, like, the best body ever and right. wants to show it off. But he's just kind of lounging around without a shirt on <laughs> and giving us all awkward hugs as Aww. he meets us Ugh. and gives us nicknames. All of the nicknames that he gives us are animal nicknames that, um, it, I, I guess they wouldn't exactly be alliterations because mine was Johnny Giraffe. But it's the same sound. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, Johnny Giraffe, uh, I think that Mikey was Mikey Mouse, something like that. Very creative guy. Yeah. Anyway. He's a visionary, actually. This guy is out of control. I don't know what he was on before we got there, 
But we spent some time there. You know, it's this girl's boss. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of having a good time to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got to a point where he's giving too many hugs and we decided we got to get out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I drove them all back to the the house in West Hollywood and I drove home. And uh, I want to now fast forward to maybe a month or two later. I'm at a grocery store and I, I look at the newspapers at the, the checkout lane and I see on a magazine there's a, uh, a picture of this guy who looks really disheveled and I'm like, who is that guy? I definitely recognize him. It was Nick Nolte. Whoa! <laughs> Except yeah. it's David Hans Schmidt. Oh. And it was reporting his suicide. Oh. oh. Rewind. David Hans Schmidt was apparently involved with uh, a... Federal investigation. He was uh, trying to extort several millions of dollars from Tom Cruise because he procured photographs from the wedding of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes hmm. that include photos that, let's just say, Tom Cruise would not want these getting out right. in public. Yeah. I'm not going to go into what's on them because I am privy to this information, but I'm not going to get into it. Fair enough. Yes. So we'll leave I'm it at that. I'm assuming it was the ritual sacrifice part of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Oh, okay. That's, that's not for Way me to get to around reveal. that. All right. Yeah. He's so, like a snake, this guy. So he was trying to extort these millions of dollars from Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise fought back with the FBI. Right. <laughs> and you, yeah, if, I mean, you, if you're going to court with Tom Cruise, you're going to lose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You throw enough money at it. You'll, especially, yeah. the guy's clearly wrong. So, right. I mean, this, this is... Uh, you shouldn't extort people. Yeah. This is Tom Cruise we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So this... So Wait, did, who are we talking about? Thomas Cruise. Oh, uh, okay. I think he's the inventor of the hover-round. <laughs> if you have seen the commercials, the guy who invented the hover-round, his name is Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't. I haven't seen it. No, I'm oh, really man. confused there. All right. Um, well, I'm, I thank apologize. Thank you for that. <laughs> I apologize. Now we know. Your mind is a cavern of amazing <laughs> useless information. <laughs> Much I, like mine is really. I was unemployed for a long time. Oh, my, a lot of the prices right. Is useful. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so he was involved with this in like this huge case, and he uh, he hung himself, I believe. Wow. So yeah, so this one day in July 2007, all of these things happened. I met so many crazy people. So many crazy things happened, and I somehow became involved in this person's life who would end up on the cover of whatever Us Weekly. That's you know? It's wild, too, because it's like not only... I mean, I guess you can't call this guy a celebrity, but he was like someone in the media. But like but then with Ron Jeremy, it's like on the same day. Right. I mean, I don't meet... I mean, I've seen celebrities in L.A., but rarely do you actually meet them. Oh, yeah. Or it doesn't happen all mm-hmm. the time, and it's like once in a while. Or interact with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like actually hanging out. If you guys want to hear uh, another little story, tiny story about... I just want to stop you before. Sure. I just want to know if you got the job. no i did not get the job oh i'm sorry but i want to tell you a funny uh celebrity interaction that i did have this one was completely harmless and involves no drugs or dogs yeah uh so i when right around the same time i was uh doing extra work background acting on tv shows and movies to try to get some money which is very easy to do if you live out here and uh, Hmm. in new york too and i uh was on the set of desperate housewives and it was a Halloween episode. And it took, you know, it was a big Halloween party. And we were there for like three days doing this one scene. And my, I wouldn't say character. I was wearing a cow costume that I do own myself. 
mm-hmm. and they put me in full cow makeup, and I was, uh, you know, just sitting there. Like were, you seen a, a were you a sexy cow? No, I was just a regular old cow. Cool. So I was sitting uh, on like on the curb of Wisteria Lane with uh, an extra friend of mine who I had done a lot of other stuff with, and I was saying to her that well, I noticed Kyle McLaughlin, and he was wearing a Prince Valiant costume, and I said to my friend, my my extra friend. You know, it's really funny. His costume is made of blue velvet. And, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, one of those things where yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. stupid to say mm-hmm. in the first place. But but you felt clever anyway. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, so she was trying to tell me, you should say something to him. And I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to say something that stupid to Kyle McLaughlin. And she told me, like, you look like a cow. Like, if he was ever to run into you on the street... He would never think, that's that jackass, that's that <laughs> right, stupid right. comment to me about blue velvet, and then punch me in the face and run away. So I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I should definitely say something to him. So at one point, I'm, I'm sitting on the curb by myself, and he's walking towards me, and he's by, he's by himself. And I'm like, wow, this is my chance to say something really stupid to Kyle McLaughlin. Whom I respect very <laughs> right, much. Right. It's mm-hmm. Agent Cooper, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. From Twin Peaks. From, we gotta, yes, of Twin Peaks. That, yeah. Right. So I stand up as he's walking towards me, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I say, hey, nice costume. What is that? Blue velvet? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I had the worst, like, forced laugh. It was like, ha, 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 ha. And he walks past me and looks at me and goes, he was speaking in tongues. I don't know what oh, was whoa. going on in his mind. Maybe he was going over his lines and just that's what came out of his mouth. And I don't know that's what it weird. was, but he just walked right past me and I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. I was like, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Did it. He's done. The, he's the one who screwed that up. You were totally cool about right. it. Right. Absolutely. I, I played it totally cool. Yeah. Right. So uh, animated at least. Yeah, and I, I was a cow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. This is the most celebrity riddled podcast. I know. I know. It's you such a tag all of these people. Oh, it's the right. tags. <laughs> so many celebrities in the podcast. See, now Kyle McLaughlin's going to hear this and he's going to be like, now I know his name. I'm going to go after him and punch him in the face. That's that fucker that ruined my day. <laughs> Wiener, that couldn't be a real last name. That's <laughs> impossible. Sorry to make fun of your last name. No, it's Tom. quite all right. It happens. It does happen. Way to bring things to yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good time for a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Unless you, and you were, you're all set? You're all done with the story? Done. All right. I, I really enjoyed it. Fantastic. The time has come for Craig Massey's story. Ooh. I've Yay. been waiting literally minutes for this. Mm-hmm. The anticipation mm-hmm. is killing me. Well... I hope that it wasn't built up too much in your head. I think it'll be an okay story. Craig, you're a great storyteller. Thank you. All right. And you smell nice, too. You smell mm-hmm. really great. Everybody mm-hmm. that's listening right now, you you don't know it, but he has an Egyptian perfume bottle, mm-hmm. and he gets he gets the quality Gap stuff, mm-hmm. Yeah. he yeah. rubs it on himself. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's mixed with Egyptian sand, so it's extra gritty. Mm-hmm. It's extra Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Foliating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, there's absolutely no explanation for that, so we won't ever mention it again. By the eyes of Ra. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell a story. All right. Um, So, this story is uh, vaguely reminiscent of Jim Hall's story from last week about his first job. 
Okay. Uh, this is this is not about my first job, but one of my many jobs. Um, this one happened to be selling shirts and ties and um, various men's undergarments called men's basics is what we called it. Yep. At Filene's. Ah uh, yes. Uh, this is a now uh, debunked department store that was in the Northeast for many years. Maybe. Is is Filene's done? Uh, I yes. So I yep. think the original one might still exist in Boston, but no, I don't know. That's doesn't. gone. Totally yeah. Is, is yeah. her basement still in existence? The Filene's basement, basement is still is in existence, that was but probably, it doesn't have. It's not affiliated with. That's Filene's. because Filene probably built it as a bomb shelter. Maybe. Oh. So when Filene's oh. went yeah. Out, and now there's no need so for bomb shelters because well, it's called like anthrax attacks. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, computer viruses. Right. Well, it's Y2K. crazy when we learned mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, that's real. It turns out that Filene's Basement isn't even the same company at all. But it, what? At the time, like the, it was the original Filene store in Boston, and then this guy bought the basement space and decided, like, hey, all your like second run crap or whatever, you know, the stuff that like the defective stuff or whatever, I'll just sell for a discount in the basement. So we called the store Filene's Basement, but. When you see, then you start seeing Filene's basement stores just everywhere, and they have no connection with Filene's. Huh. Just be, <laughs> but it's like a regular unmentionables, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's discount stuff. It's like the two seasons ago, kind right. of. You know what I mean? It's just. I mean, it's not like Filene's is on the bleeding edge of fashion, but mm-hmm. no, they went out of business. But they went out of business. Bought, yeah. bought by well, they were bought by Macy's. Yeah. Oh. And incidentally, the mall at Rockingham Park, the Macy's, is now in where Filene's used to be. And they oh, moved out of the one they were in. The Macy's. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they bothered to move. Like, what a pain in the ass. And there's an empty huge department store with nothing where Macy's used to be. Hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's continue. This, this recession. Yeah. Uh, but this was many, many moons ago. Probably, I would say back in 98, 99. I was a junior in high school. Or thereabouts, maybe going into a senior, um, and uh, I was the young stud of the men's hey, furnishings oh, department. Yeah. Furnishings. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah, man! I knew the difference between a Jeff or a Joffrey Bean tie <laughs> and a Liz Claiborne shirt. I knew an Oxford from a Poplin. I knew all this <laughs> wow. stuff. Yeah, I worked with a bunch of lovely people, um, and I eventually worked my way up to selling suits later. Um, and that actually was the only, when I got, later I got that job, this is one slight anecdote, um, I got the job selling suits, but the only time I looked a boss in the face and, and he, and I called his bluff, and I, Ooh. and I quit, and I, cause I, I wanted a raise to $8 an hour, Whoa. and, and, and then I pretended I had another job lined up that uh. was paying 10 so, and then, and then he was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm like, well, okay, well, this is, I'm going to put in my two weeks and I will, uh, I'm going to move on to the other job. And like trying to be a good dude about it. Yep. And then, uh, I shook his hand and walked out of his office. And then later in the day he came up to me and he was like, all right, I'll give you eight fifty, and I'll give you a commission because you're selling suits now. Maybe he liked my, uh, panache or something. Is that how you got the suits gig? Because yep. of that too? Oh, yeah, wow. I, never, I don't think I ever knew that. Mm-hmm. I thought they just gave you the suits job. I didn't. Nope. I had to work for that. With you have balls. to. You have to lie in order to sell suits. My mother sells suits. Mm-hmm. She does. That's that's a true. Really? It's a true thing. Yeah. Huh. And she's a liar. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's a very she, honest woman. Huh. Yeah. Someone who would raise you would have to be <laughs> a lovely woman. Absolutely. And a liar. I will move on though. Um, so this is back way before I was selling suits, and uh, it doesn't involve me having any sort of guts at all, actually. I was working a closing shift probably on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, still in high school at this point, so I couldn't work full time. And uh, this 
I was probably like folding ties or, you know, arranging the shirts on the racks or, or something like that. And this guy came up to me and this guy had, maybe he was wearing like ill-fitting, like khakis, like a bunch of pleats. He had maybe like a dirty sweatshirt and like a nerd fro, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a gray, like he was an older guy. Maybe he was anywhere between 40 and 50 and he had a little cup of sample ice cream with one of those wooden spoons right and he just kept on uh, he was just looking at me he came up right like right up to me and he was like just taking little little bites from the spoon and then he just said ditting was it ditting. duck brown <laughs> it, it, it it unfortunately was not um because uh doc brown flew away in his uh uh, well, I guess he could have come back into the future. He could go anywhere. Maybe he time. messed he up. He can the past. go back to the future. Well, either way, this was one fucked up Doc Brown. What did you do? What did you say? Could you want to repeat it? Sorry. Oh, I don't. But I did wink. You okay. wink. Go back to the future. Then give me one of those. Like viewer, if, if, <laughs> if sound effects were in real life, it would have gone ding. <laughs> <laughs> when you would have gone ding. All right, I'm kind of confused, but um, I'll, I'll listen later and get that yeah. joke. Um, but anyway, so this guy, uh, he, so he just, he kept on saying ditting and like taking another little bite of his ice cream. And I was like, I like, I don't know what the hell this guy wants. And he just kept on saying, I'm like, do you want a shirt or you want a, a tie? <laughs> I sell uh, shirts and ties. <laughs> uh, a cuff link? Like, like, how can I help you? Like, there's no, I can't run away from this guy. Like I, just, right. I, I had a, I had a work ethic back then. So I look over at this uh, older woman I used to work with named Pam. Really nice lady. Um, she And she loved me. So I was like, yeah, the nice younger guy in, the, in, the, uh, in the department. Yeah. you know. And, uh, and she was like, I think he's saying 16? <laughs> so like 16 is what she thought he was saying. So I'm like, okay. So I grabbed a size 16 shirt. I gave it to him. Like, is this what you want? And then he was like, and he said, Ditteen again, Ditteen. <laughs> and then he took out a tape measure out of nowhere, and then he measured it, and it came out to be 16, because I knew what it was right. said on the plastic. And the guy, so, and, and like, I like gave him the nod, like, okay, is this, this is good? And he's like, yep. Or he didn't really say anything, actually, but he just, like, you know, gave the nod what and did he so, reasonable, like, yep, that's, that's yes, exactly <laughs> so what So what you're saying is Pam is multilingual. Yeah. Well, actually, it was just, she understands know, crazy. Just, <laughs> yeah, intuitive, you know. And, and majored guy, in gibberish. This guy, it didn't seem like he was, like, impaired, like, like, he had a handicap other than, like, he wasn't, he wasn't mentally deficient. He wasn't, uh... You know, it wasn't a fucking retard, you know? So you didn't get the impression that he was just dumb. It was just, a speech impediment. He can't say numbers. I don't know, but it was something weird. I can't, can't, I can never put my, my, uh, my finger on it. Um, but he, he bought the shirt and, and he left. And, uh. He threw down like a hundred dollar bill. Keep the yeah. change. Yeah, then he flew off in his jetpack. It was right. crazy. And then he went back to the past. Yeah. So, Party! <laughs> so, you know, anyway, I, I dealt with Then he held up a Polaroid and he was wearing a different shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Touche. <laughs> yes, John Weir, everybody. God love him. Um, hey, don't mention it, Doc. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, working in retail or into any sort of customer service related thing, you work with a lot of crazy people, you get used to it. This is at the beginning of my career. Um, so, but, you know, I, you know, forgot about it, went on with my career there. And then maybe, I don't know, two months later, I was closing down the store again, like right, maybe it was like an hour before closing time. 
and this and I was working over in the men's basics section this time so I just trying to hanging up the, like the silk boxer shorts that I don't know whoever who wore silk boxer shorts? Did you guys? I did one time and it sucked. They ride up like yeah, a bastard. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know if I've ever worn silk boxer shorts. Well, the Filenes in Salem, New Hampshire in the late uh, 1900s uh, <laughs> sold a lot of them. A lot the of douches of came in. Um, so I was probably, yes, yes the turn, <laughs> out of the turn of the century, right before the turn of the century. Um, and uh, so we sold a lot of those. And, uh, um, and so... Whatever, you know, I was just putting all this, this, that stuff together, and then I hear Hamatoklo. Whoa! Klo. And I look up, and it's the same guy. Hamatoklo. And he's just looking at me saying, yeah, Hamatoklo. And then, so I pulled a Pam at that point, and I'm thinking, maybe he means, when does the store close? <laughs> <laughs> so I say, uh, 10? <laughs> and he goes, Thank you, Marty. And then he walks away. <laughs> like, okay, crisis averted. That's wonderful. Yeah, wow, the I, fact that you guys can interpret this man is fascinating. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you know, I uh, I feel good about it now, but I don't feel good about what happened next. Oh, oh. no. So then, maybe a little a while later, uh, you know, weeks later, days later, he murdered ten of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, right at ten o'clock. Right. You can't answer his question. <laughs> Filene's basement. Thriller. It was Filene's 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 standard. <laughs> yes, Filene's classic. The OG. Yes. Filene's OG. It's the, the real Filene's. <laughs> Like the uh, real Ghostbusters. So it was yeah, cartoon, right. crappy cartoon versions yeah. of you where you're blonde. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so it was weeks later. Uh, I'm I'm working in our cufflinks section, and we also had re- uh, other racks for our ties, which were a big pain in the ass. But we had cufflinks and wallets, and and so I was putting those together, and uh, it was kind of like this, you know, like the like the circle things with the glass around it, and there are little cases, and you can go in there. Um, I saw him coming from a distance, walking towards me, and I hid, I ducked behind it. Because I don't want to deal with it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And he got stuck with this other guy, Paul, who worked, who then worked in suits. He was later, he, he later left, like he never showed up to work one day. And we heard the the FBI was investigating. What? Yeah. Oh. Back to the FBI. Um, but so I feel kind of bad about the like, guy hid from this guy. But like, I mean, I got one out of two with dealing with this crazy person. Actually, no, two out of two. I dealt with it right. fairly well both times. And this time, I just wasn't up for it. Yeah. So I hid from him, and I'd never seen him again. Did was Paul? Did you hear Paul's interaction? Uh, no, I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to listen. I love I, I love thinking about this guy's routine. He's get, he gets up in the morning. He's like, I'm gonna go to Filene's today and weird the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy was just yeah. He wasn't a crazy person. He was just hilarious. He was he just really liked to entertain himself just, in unique ways. Just living in his own world. Yeah, well, good for him. I mean, as we all do every once right. in a while, right? Right. I, on the on the subject of jobs in that era, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know if you consider that a weird job by any means. I know I had a lot of weird jobs when I was young. Jim, did you have any strange jobs? Well, uh, well, the story I told last time, I worked at a wedding hall where we set oh. up tables and stuff. That wasn't really... Well, I worked in a warehouse. Was it called Jim's Hall? <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> I wish it... I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I'm totally tickled by that joke. I was thinking, why didn't I think of that t- <laughs> ten years ago? Yeah. 
But uh, I did work in a warehouse one summer. That was crazy. I, I'm saving that for like a whole. That's a whole oh, episode. Wow. There's a lot of stuff that happened with that. No, no spoilers. Yeah, well, it basically is just a really, really weird, boring job where he was in a warehouse literally picking, like, filling boxes with products for 10 huh. hours a day. But it may be part of the Teamsters. Oh, wow. I became that's a great. member of the Teamsters for wow. that one summer. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure your past experience in that warehouse translated to your later job. Oh, it did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, although it was good in the one sense where it made a lot of money for, like, that year. I was making, like, really? $12 an hour when hey. I was in college. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was great. So you were working in the warehouse when I was selling the suits at Finally. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm, in high school, I uh, I worked at a toy store, and then I worked at a liquor store. Oh, I decided really. to play both ends of the Did street. you work yeah. at Toys R Us? I worked at KB Toys. Oh, I worked at Toys R Us at one point Did in my high really? school career. Did you really? Wow. Yeah. The enemy. Rivals. <laughs> yeah, but I... I Who's around now, uh, asshole? Hey, you know what? Who, survi- who survived the, the, I got the, the late toy store wars of the late 90s? Well, <laughs> I prefer right. child world. <laughs> that would be I know you do. in the late 80s, Jim. You're right. But yeah, I, I had some even... I had some really weird jobs in college. I worked at uh, the Hocus Pocus Magic Shop in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's John. <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy story that, that I... That's too long to go into now. I worked as a security, as security for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh and wow! And I cool. had to quit that one because I was standing on the field, and I could not look back at the field. I had to watch an entire section, and uh, a punt went haywire and whizzed right past my head. And I, I didn't know because I couldn't watch the field. It went like maybe three inches away from my head, like. 200 miles per hour. That's an exaggeration. I don't know how fast yeah. it was going. 150 but miles an hour. enough that it would have really injured me had it been a little bit closer <laughs> to my head. Or just like really <laughs> stung and yeah. made you cry and embarrassed. It, it would have awful. sucked. The but, it was, but it was yeah. hilarious because the entire stadium was like, you know, cheering and making noise. And all of a sudden they went, <gasps> oh, so you were the guy. Cool. Right. And then I quit. I never, I never <laughs> was security for the Eagles mm. again. That's like when I quit gymnastics after I got scared on the rings. Well, the rings are terrifying. <laughs> they, are. they were on fire, right? <laughs> yes, of yeah. course. Well, obviously. Yeah. How else do you do the rings? That's a wonderful question. <laughs> well, let's take a little break. Yeah, let's do it. think this was a wonderful episode but before we finish it what did we learn lessons lessons well i want to know the story well the stories that i've told what what did you guys take from it did it teach you anything about your own lives and how you can improve them <laughs> well, based it on taught it? me never to go to a party with ron jeremy so I don't want to sit in the goddamn car for two hours. <laughs> yeah, no, if he, asked you, if he asked you to go. I'm like, hey, Ron, yeah. you drive. <laughs> if he already shows up to the party you're already at, then you're good. Yeah, then you're good. Yeah. It's like, let's call a cab. <laughs> My treat. <laughs> you shouldn't try to extort money from people. Right, yeah, especially Tom Cruise, because that guy needs business. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise will fuck you. And I'm not referring to the... Hover around Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know, no, I'm sure just he's, to be clear. Yes. I'm sure he's easy to extort money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it, it was a, a crazy story. I, I don't even know. What, I was trying to think what I learned from your story. I like Jim's Jim's lessons. I was just entertained by it. Oh, well. I feel like I should have gotten something more. Well, I like that, too. Pull it over. 
It's one of those well. the things people were asking me. We the how you know we say we say we're telling stories that you would tell your kids, and it's like, and I was like, well, don't let that really be a a, a barrier for you because it could be a story that you will tell your kid when he's twenty five. You yeah, know right. what I mean? Like that you're Ron Jerry. You probably wouldn't be talking about I, delivering weed. You to know, a five-year-old kid. You know, we're talking about a, a theoretical child. A theoretical child, exactly. I mean, I I clearly wouldn't tell this to a child, but I would definitely tell it mm-hmm. to you know, if I have a son or daughter who would appreciate it. Exactly. I told. Well, th- that's that's why I'm glad you did because right. it was it was more it was more mature in content. I told the Ron Jeremy portion, excluding some information to uh, of the story to my father, and he got a huge kick out. Exactly. Right. I As mean, dads do. Yeah, I mean, because he knows who Ron Jeremy is. And, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who else? <laughs> Probably better than all of us. That's going to be a really funny description. <laughs> hey, I know, I'm not saying <laughs> like, t- that time. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine telling a kid, like, you know, 30 years from now, like, wait, who's Ron Jeremy? Like, well, you see, he was this kind of ugly porn star with a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really weird looking. And, was yeah. really and then the kid goes, wait, they use their dicks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. In, the, in the, the past, right? <laughs> and then they take up a Polaroid, and they don't they don't have dicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they disappear. <laughs> a lot of consequences. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to say, like you, you're talking about your your suit that you wore to your uh, oh, your interview, and right. I feel like you shouldn't wear something that you're uncomfortable with when you go to a job interview. You should be comfortable. That's a lesson for well, you, I think to to. I don't specify. I wasn't wearing a suit, but I was wearing nice clothes. I I like to look nice. Because I wore a suit to my first interview out here. Oh, a suit. Yikes. And I felt really uncomfortable. Though I I will wear a suit casually now or a tie, but But I felt like total... Yeah, if you're coming to get a job in Los Angeles, don't show up for an entry-level thing unless you're going to like CAA or William Morris or whatever bullshit that is. And then and wear a suit. You'll feel like you did. Right. I mean, I I can tell you for sure I wore a tie, but I like wearing mm-hmm. ties. And mm-hmm. I I mean, we're I don't both know if wearing it, ties right now. We are. We definitely are. I, I like to dress. I mean, I work in an environment where people don't normally, I don't know, dress up or you know, I wouldn't say they don't care about their appearance. So it's more casual. Right. Yeah. It's very casual. I work in reality television and. It's very laid back. We're in the office for a long time, and you know people want to be comfortable. And I happen to be comfortable wearing, you know, nicer clothes. Well, we used to yeah, work yeah, together. My nice. mother wears not wears. My mother sells suits. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I remember me and John worked on Trading Spaces a couple years ago, and he had a thing. You was it formal Friday? I did formal Friday. I used to call it Fashion hey, Friday or, or Fancy I, Friday. My, my uh, internship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Call yeah formal Friday. Everyone, you know, casual Friday is such a big thing. So I was like formal Friday, yeah. and then. Formal Friday kind of became a formal everyday, but it's yeah. not. I'm wearing jeans yeah. and sneakers yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. I just happen to have a tie. Remember, we did a thing too. We we um we decided if Barack Obama won, you would wear a t-shirt right. to work, well, and I, I wore a suit and tie. I, <laughs> so I, I to change it up a little bit. Right. <laughs> I happen to wear. Well, I have because John's so racist. Right. The the no. <laughs> this right. one girl. Oh, oh, I totally misinterpreted. This that. one girl that I worked with hated the fact that I wore ties every day and she absolutely Some hated it take offense right well she was at a higher position than i was and we you know shared an office and everything and i think that she felt that it undermined her a little bit it kind of made me seem like i was more in charge than she was and granted she did wear a lot of ed hardy 
<laughs> just throwing it out there. But she Maybe was like... you flaunting your erection every day also had something to do oh, with Oh, yeah. That. Well, I mean, I had and, it. I may as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So I, I told her after days and days of her saying, can't you just wear jeans and a t-shirt someday? I said, I will wear a t-shirt if Barack Obama becomes president of the United States. This is the day before the election. So... Uh, he he won. For those of you who are listening to this in the future and haven't read your history books <laughs> yeah. yet, mm-hmm. uh, he won. So I came to work wearing one of those hilarious tuxedo T-shirts. Yeah, it was great, and it oh. pissed her off so oh, much. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Oh man, so, I know who you're I'm talking hilarious. about, and she deserved to be pissed off. Yeah, she sucks. She's an awful person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. And now, uh, did we learn that? I don't know if there's really a lesson. I don't know if we learned anything. Well, I, I, I learned, learned that, that Filene's doesn't exist anymore. No, we did but, and I also learned that Filene's basement has nothing to do with Filene's. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not lessons, just factual information. I learned yeah. that yeah. Filene's closed at 10. Mm-hmm. We okay, learned that yeah, Craig... That's a lesson you can... Tra- you can well, yeah. <laughs> hey, no. We learned that sometimes at work you got to stand up for yourself. And lie. Yeah, and you and, get what you want. And hide. And hide. Ooh. Sometimes. I'm talking about your race. Yes, yes, about. yeah, it is true. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta go boss the wall and and uh, and take a chance, and you might get even more than you expected. Right. Yes. Fifty cents an hour more. To be precise. Perhaps more than plus you deserve. commission. Plus commission. Can't forget the commission. Well, I never got the commission though. I never worked hard for like I didn't want to like be like one of those skeezy suit sellers like right. your mom. Right. No. She's awful. <laughs> she's, stealing. she's like, hey, you want to buy a suit? <laughs> yes. She's on the corner in a trench coat and yeah. there's suits inside of it. Yeah. Hey, don't listen to this guy. Hey, get you. Come here and get a suit. <laughs> this paisley pattern is hot. <laughs> what is this? Pinstripes? <laughs> she obviously doesn't know what she's doing. She's asking about pinstripes. Oh, well, good job, gentlemen. Oh, before we go, I will say, and thank you, for. I, I didn't actually do anything today. It's kind of, I just, you talked to you in my I did. Um, so if you want to send us an email with any comments, it's oldmenonthemountain at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at oldmenpodcast. You can follow John on Twitter. Right. It's uh, Dr. Spaceman MD with underscores in between. He does a funny thing called Master Tweet right. Theater. Ma- Masterpiece Tweeter. Masterpiece I, Tweeter. I'm right. Sorry. Uh, Masterpiece Tweeter is. Uh, I try to do it every Friday. It's the telling of a movie that everybody knows. It's uh, telling the plot from one character's perspective. Um, today's was a little avant-garde. It was uh, Josh Brolin's character from the Goonies brand. <laughs> oh. uh, it's his birthday today. Uh, right. So it's telling his, his side of the story, but as played by Jar Jar Binks. Oh, oh, so wow. I kind of took it to the next level. A, that's a little. And I also apologize to anybody who read it because it was okay. awful. <laughs> oh, no, was, no, I'm sure it was. Okay. I hated myself really for good. it. Well, and, well. Right. Also, I like the little old babies. Little old babies. Littleoldbabies.com is my my site where we take uh, photographs of old people doing old people things and we put babies' faces on them. It's fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And also, hey, don't mention it. Biz. Hey, don't mention it. Biz. You can check out all of our J and J's branches of uh industry it's fun stuff mm-hmm. and uh, also i have a facebook page i do too find me oh. on linkedin and makeout club <laughs> yeah i'll see find you on jim on, on on jim date yeah. <laughs> jim date dot jim please <laughs> <laughs> slash please 
All right, well, that was great. Thanks uh, for having me hey, so much. Oh, it was uh, such and a pleasure. It, was, it really was. Pleasure's uh, all over on this side of the couch. Funny guy. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have you back real soon. That'd be great. I think we will. Good. I got stories for you. He has a list. Thank you.